the Woodside Church Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Tim and I'm really pleased to be with you today bringing the third message in our series entitled More of God, Being Transformed by Knowing God. And in this series we're bringing a focus on God himself, who he is, his character and his very nature as revealed in scripture. And this is not simply an exercise to help us understand things about God better, but also a means of getting to know God better. And when this happens, being transformed by him personally even more. And our message today is God who knows everything. Now, for those who like big words, the theological term for this truth is omniscient. God is omniscient, just so you know. It means all-knowing, knowing everything. God knows everything, all events, past, present and future. He's perfectly acquainted with every detail of everything in the whole of creation, including in the life of every being in heaven and on earth. Nothing escapes his notice. Nothing can be hidden from him. His knowledge is perfect. Now, here are a few of the many scriptures that make this clear. I'm going to read them to you. Hebrews 4, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Psalm 147, verses 4 to 5. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Proverbs 15, verse 3. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. 1 John 3, 20. He knows everything. And Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, you've examined my heart and know everything about me. I'm going to keep coming back to Psalm 139 more uh, than other references in this particular message. So we're going to look today at examples of how knowing God that knows everything everything can transform your life. And the first thing is that God knows your flaws, your fears and your failures. So how does knowing this transform your life? If I was to ask you who apart from God knows you the very best, what would your answer be? For me, Uh, I would immediately say, well, Catherine, that's my wife. Uh, Then I'd be saying, well, family members and uh, close friends and those that I work closely with in ministry. Well, whoever you would say, God knows you far better than they do, even better than you know yourself. Jesus in Matthew 10.30 said that, The hairs on your head are numbered by God. And with no hairdressers open at present, that could be quite a lot, with some exceptions like me. 
Psalm 139.1, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. As a Christian, I'm comforted by the fact that God knows the flaws in my character and my fears and my failures. The Father sent Jesus to die on the cross to take all of our flaws, fears and failures upon himself so that we could be forgiven. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So despite your shortcomings, you are loved by God. If you believe in Jesus, in what he's done for you, and if you put your trust in him, you can be confident that you are accepted by God. You can have security in your relationship with God and in the whole of life. Now, for some watching, the fact that God knows everything about you might make you feel uncomfortable. It might make you not want to approach God or ever attend a church. Adam and Eve felt this way in the Garden of Eden. After they sinned, they hid from God. And when we look at that particular episode, we learn that it is futile trying to hide anything from God. In fact, the Bible encourages us to ask God to point out to us our blind spots. So at the end of Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, we read this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's a really good prayer to pray. Sometimes we have trouble admitting our wrongdoing to ourselves, let alone to God. When John wrote his epistle, 1 John 1.8, he says this, If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. In other words, we're not fooling God when we're trying to cover up and claim we've done nothing wrong. We're only fooling ourselves. God knows it all. So bring it all to him. And then John carries on in the next verse, verse 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Now, there's great comfort in this. For example, God knows all about you, including your weaknesses and your failures. And yet at the same time, he loves you and extends his grace towards you. Only God has the power to forgive and change you because of what Jesus did for you on the cross and also what he continues to do for you. None of us is perfect. We all have weaknesses. We all need God's mercy and grace, which is why it says in Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. So then, since we have a great high priest who's entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This priest of ours, high priest of ours, understands our weaknesses 
for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So when you know God knows all your flaws, fears and failures and you bring them to him for forgiveness and to receive his help, it truly transforms your life. And if you're watching this and want help to know God's forgiveness and saving power in your life, please get in touch with us by the email address previously mentioned in this service. So, God knows your flaws, your fears and your failures. But secondly, God is facing you. I'm going to read some verses from Psalm 139 again, verses 1 to 6. O oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Now, when I understand that God's face is towards me, God is looking at me all the time, including into my heart, into my thoughts and my motives, it transforms me in two ways. Firstly, it brings restraint on me. And secondly, it brings great blessing and encouragement. So firstly, knowing God is facing you brings restraint. We read a part of Hebrews 4.13 at the beginning, but here's the rest of it as well. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Now, we all know what it's like when someone in authority is watching you. I can remember a time many years ago when uh, a friend who was on the staff team at Woodside and myself had the privilege of spending a week in the United States of America at a series of meetings in a church which was seeing a huge move of God and many, many people were coming to Christ. And we had to hire a car so that we could get about. And on this occasion, uh, my friend was driving. We came to a junction and uh, the traffic light was red, but he'd read his uh, American Highway Code. He knew exactly what he could do. He knew that if there was nothing coming uh, towards us, uh, then he could actually turn right through the red light and uh, we could make our way, which is exactly what he did. Now, you can't do that in the UK, by the way. That's only in the USA. But as we did that, immediately uh, an American police car overtook us and stopped us in our tracks. A very big, burly 
and uh, intimidating American policeman got out of the car, came straight to the driver's window, which my friend wound down. And he said to him, do you know what you were doing? And my friend said, well, yes, uh, I, I know I can get to a traffic light. And if it's red, but there's nothing coming, I can turn right and uh, go on my way. And he said, yes, but I was coming. And after looking at his driving papers, which were all perfectly fine, we were sent on our way, but he tailgated us for the next 15 miles or so uh, as we continued our journey. And I've never seen my friend drive so perfectly as during those particular miles. You see, we have a restraint on us when someone in authority is watching us. Watching us. But when God looks on, he doesn't do so as a policeman who's performing his duty, but as a loving parent who knows what is best for you and what will harm you. And knowing this truth about God can be a very effective restraint on personal and private sin and corporate sin too. But this makes us stronger in God more secure in our relationship with God and not the reverse. In the early church, after the incident with Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5, we read that great fear gripped the entire church. And you might think that was terrible. But we read a few chapters on in Acts chapter 9, verse 31, that the church became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. See, God isn't to be played with. Don't treat it lightly that God sees you. Knowing God sees you helps you to learn the fear of the Lord. And there's a lot in the Bible about the fear of the Lord. It says it's the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's hatred of evil. It's a fountain of life. And then secondly, knowing God is facing you brings blessing and encouragement. When we read in the Bible of God's face being towards his people, it's primarily to do with blessing and encouragement. Psalm 67, 1 says this. May God be merciful and bless us. May his face smile with favour on us. And then some verses in Numbers 6, 24 to 26, that we're all very familiar with right now because of the song, The Blessing, that has been so well used over these last months. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And then we've read already in Psalm 139, verses 5 to 6. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Knowing God's face is towards us is a blessing. And these verses talk of God's blessing, his favour, his protection, his peace, his pleasure and his grace and motivates us to want to live in a way that pleases him. 
Once in a while, we get a video from our daughter-in-law in Japan, and uh, the video is sometimes of a uh, event at our grandchildren's, her children's uh, kindergarten, either usually a sports day or a performance of some kind. And uh, sometimes my son is there as well. Uh, so mum and dad are there watching when uh, he is able to get some time off work. And when we watch, well, we love watching these as all grandparents would. Um, but you can see our grandchildren and their faces on the teachers and, and looking at the other children. And also they're looking at their mum or their mum and dad if uh, he's around as well. And you can just see in the way that they run if it's in a sports day or the way that they perform is that they're aware that their parents are looking on and they're there with them and supporting them. And it clearly makes a difference. And many of us would be familiar with that kind of uh, scene. And the psalmist is saying, it's wonderful to know that God's eyes are on me. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says this, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love that verse. Knowing God is facing you doesn't just bring a healthy restraint in your life, but also brings great blessing, great encouragement and great strength. And then finally, another F, God knows your future. Psalm 139 again, verses 4 and the beginning of verse 5 and then 16 to 18. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. Verse 16. You saw me before I was born and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. So how does knowing God knows your future transform your life? Well, here's one way. You can trust God for what is yet to happen in your life and in the world today, tomorrow, next week, this year, and for the rest of your life. And of course, in the short term, he is the only one who knows when this virus pandemic is going to end. And while we navigate life in the meantime, we know that he is with us. So whatever tomorrow may bring, with the psalmist, you will be able to say to God, when I wake up, you are still with me. So if in times when looking to the future, you have an element of fear or anxiety or uncertainty, remember that God knows exactly how you feel. He loves you through and through. His perfect love casts out fear 
And as you trust in the Lord with all your heart and seek his will in all you do, you can be confident that he's with you and will show you which path to take as you step into the future. So I hope you've been encouraged being reminded this basic but profound truth that God knows everything and how understanding this can radically transform your life. Let's pray. Father God, you know everything. What an amazing truth. The more we think about it, the more awesome we realise you are. And for us personally, Lord, you know our flaws, you know our fears, and you know our failures. And we thank you for loving us and accepting us and sending Jesus to die for us so that we can know your forgiveness. We thank you that you watch over us, that your face is towards us. And Lord, teach us to live in the fear of the Lord. Let this be a powerful means of us turning from what is wrong in our lives and a strong encouragement to desire to please you. We take great encouragement, Father God, from knowing that your eyes are on us and you are ready to strengthen us on a daily basis by your spirit to bless us and use us for your glory. And we thank you that you know our future. We can look to the future without fear because you are with us and you promise to always lead us. Our lives are in your hands and we love you, Lord. Amen. Well, it's been good to be with you and it's uh, goodbye from me. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.